and we'll read something from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. <clears throat> the obvious is that which is never seen until someone expresses it simply. There is a desire deep within the soul which drives man from the seen to the unseen, to philosophy and to the divine. So, um, just to give you one announcement, and then we'll go on from there. I, I know I've said it before, but I just wanted to reemphasize, we have a new CD, it's Becoming Soul Liberated, and they're in the back. If you'd like one, please take it. And um, I might share a little bit more about it later in my, my sharing, but we'll see. The CD is Becoming Soul Liberated, but that's also the name of it. So... <laughs> You know, sometimes when you attach to that movement of liberation, it kind of helps, so maybe the CD will help. You know, I practice bad jokes on purpose because <laughs> it gives me the opportunity to come into acceptance of myself in all ways. So, start. sure. Guess it's my turn. <clears throat> It's interesting on this pathway, this is a very challenging pathway for many and that it is so simple and so subtle and so quiet and yet so direct and so loud and boisterous, but where that great loud voice that we can hear is, is deep inside deep inside in the realms of spirit. And in order to get to that place, we have to go through that subtlety, that quiet, that almost, that place where almost nothing seems to be experienced or exist in order to get to that greater place of the great song of God, that great voice of God that is ever calling us home. And as I was sitting in meditation, I kept hearing all the minds of different people working, 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 asking questions, creating doubts, pondering fear, holding to old patterns and old ways and judgments. And as the mind was doing that with each individual, I could see some reaching up above the mind, trying to get free of it, trying to be liberated from this creation and truly wake up into the divine that they are. And for some, I could see them reaching up and holding into that greater truth where the soul and the spirit of loving resides. And for others, I could see them push a little finger up through the mind and begin to touch into the realm of soul and see the mind begin to just draw the attention back down and see that little finger that had poked its way into the realm of soul began to disappear once again back down into the physical creations. And I looked, and in my meditation, I asked inside, I said, so what is the great question that could answer all that the mind needs to know so that it doesn't keep on distracting the soul 
from its true purpose and its true home. And I heard very clearly, Spirit said, there is no great question, there is only experience. There is no one answer, there is only experience. And the mind said, immediately, this universal mind yelled out and said, well, what's the experience? I want to know what the experience is. What do you mean experience? What experience are you talking about? And what is experience? And the universal mind of this creation just began to yell and scream and shout, trying to even distract me from what I was holding to in my meditation. And so as it got louder and louder, I found myself pulling in, closing in, trying to retreat from this loud, boisterous mind energy to maintain my integrity of the spirit that I am. And then I realized that in that retreat, I was actually retreating from the true self. I was retreating from that expansiveness, that subtlety, that quiet place that I had been in. And it was closing down or retreating to protect myself that the mind wanted me to do. Because in that action, I was actually pulling myself and my attention away from my soul, away from the realm of soul, and back down into this creation to get caught back up in it again. And the mind then could have dominion. It could begin to truly have a statement of fact and distraction. And so as I sat there and I realized I was actually closing down, shutting down to this intensity of the mind, I stopped and I said, you know what? Just shout all you want. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love God and all creation and I love the God in you right now that's shouting at me. And the mind immediately said, what? God's not in me. What are you talking about? I'm mind, I'm mind, I'm not God and God's not in me. And I said, oh, you're not God? Well, I'm pursuing God. And I could feel as I started having conversation with the mind, my energy beginning to open. I was beginning to take authority over the situation. I was standing in my own loving and in my own truth once again. And I began to open and expand. And I became very vulnerable to that universal mind energy that was yelling at me and trying to have dominance. And so as I began to be vulnerable to it, I began to share more loving with it. And I began to say, so you're not, my, you're not God? You're mind? But you've been telling me and you've been telling others for so long that you know it all, that you are the creator of all, that you are the God of all things. And the mind said to me, well, that's true, but that's not true. And I said, oh, so what does that mean? That's true, but that's not true. And I found my own soul beginning to play the game that the mind plays on us. I began to play it on the mind. And I began to put on the mind energy, awareness that I had from within myself to create a question within the mind consciousness that was trying to create question in me. And I began to answer the questions I gave the mind so that it began to realize that I had authority over it, and that who I am as soul, as spirit, as a child of God, have dominion and have the authority to step forward free of it and not to be trapped in it anymore. And as I began to open up more and more, being more vulnerable, 
in loving to all things that was present, the mind got quiet. And then I looked at the mind and I said, so do you want to have experience? And the mind said, yes, yes. Tell me, what is experience? How do I get experience? And demonstrate and prove to me what this thing you call experience. And I said, okay. And then my own mind kicked in for a moment. And it said, wait a minute. I've had experience. What are we talking about here? I've risen into the realms of spirit with, with the soul. I know what you're talking about. I don't need proof of experience. But then the universal mind, as I was in that place, yelled at me and said, I need experience. I don't care what that little part of you says. I need experience. I need to know that there's something beyond me because I know there's not. And then I realized that we as souls, working within ourselves, liberating our own consciousness of soul from these elements of self, identity, physical, imaginational, emotional, mental, and unconscious, even as we begin to have dominion over all these levels of self as soul and loving spiritual beings, we still have the outer creation to deal with, these outer levels and this was a universal mind, the mind of all physical creation yelling at me, not the mind that I had within myself that I had already elevated and brought into greater awareness and understanding through experience to allow the soul to have dominion over it. This was the universal mind. And I realized that there's something very wonderful in that awareness because we can be whole and complete within ourselves, but we ever have to stay present and attentive because there are those elements outside of ourselves that are still going to do what they can to distract us, to create fear in us, doubt in us, wonder in us, question in us, so that we might get caught back up into this physical creation and begin to follow once again and to fall into, once again, those things that have held us in bondage here for so, so long. So as I began to talk to this universal mind, I began to feel something very familiar, I guess I would say. Years ago, I had an experience with someone in which they wanted me to get angry. They wanted me to get mad. They really wanted me to get caught up in their process. And I don't really like anger. I don't like fights. I don't like to get into that energy. So I would always do what I could to find a way not to go there. But all of a sudden, something inside of me said, I just needed to go there in this experience at that time years ago in order to have an understanding of it and to be able to relate to it in a way that I hadn't up until then. And so I found myself putting my hands on my hips and going, look here, Buster. And that's what I found the mind doing in this very moment in my meditation. All of a sudden, I could feel, I mean, I was not seeing the body of the mind. I wasn't seeing a beingness of the mind. But I could feel the energy of the mind all of a sudden go into this action 
of putting its hands on its hips and going, well, look here, Buster. And I thought, oh, that's what that looks like. And what was funny is that when I did that years ago with this one individual, they looked at me and they said, that's it? That's as mad as you can get? I have nothing to worry about. And so all of that came present as I felt the mind put its hands on its hip and go, look here, Buster, to me. And I went, that's it? That's the best you could do? That's all you have to offer? Oh, come on, let me take your hand and let's go and I'll show you something. And I took the hand of the mind and the mind froze and it dug in its heels and said, no, no, I can't go above this. This is all there is. What do you mean, go above this? I am this. If you take me above this, then I won't believe in myself and I won't have charge over me. Something else will. Don't take me above me. And I said, then how do I take you into experience? And the mind said, I don't know, but you're going to have to find a way. Because otherwise I'll never believe in you. I will never believe you. I will never trust you. And I will not work with you. I will work against you in all things. And I said, so, I can't take you above yourself. What if I bring something to you that is from above you? And the mind said, you can't do that. And I said, yes, I can. And the mind said, don't you know there's nothing above me? And I go, oh, I get it. You think that the unconscious and the nothingness that is there, that is above you, is all there is beyond you, and therefore you are it. And the mind says, and that's the truth. There's nothing above me, so I am it. You have to be in me in order to know, to have experience, to have understanding, and to have authority and power of these creations. And I said, but what if I can bring something from above the nothingness that you're talking about that you could have experience of, that you would know that there was something beyond you? And the mind said, if you can do that, I'll believe what you have to share with me. And in that very moment, in that very moment, the Lord of this creation, known as Lucifer, Satan, Calderingian, so many other names throughout all the different religions and spiritual traditions of old and today, stepped forward, stepped forward between me and the mind and said, how dare you? How dare you try to take authority over me. This is my creation. I am the Lord here, not you. You go do what you're to do according to what the Lord of all creation has put you here to do. But you do not tamper with my creation. The mind is my ego. Let it serve me. This is my soul expression. Let it have expression through me. Do not tamper and do not try to prove anything to me or those qualities of me because I will come after you. And I looked at Carl and I said, so if you come after me, what can you do? What will you do to me? And he said, I will destroy you. I will eat you up as the Lord Yama eats the dead. I will devour you and I will live off your energy off of your fear. And I will have greater power in this creation and over you by doing so. And I said, go ahead, devour me, 
eat me. I'm not afraid of you. And he looked at me and he said, go away, go away. Leave me alone. Leave all that is of me alone and do what you have to do here. But leave me alone. Do not bring experience into my mind. Do not bring experience into any of the levels of my creation. You have authority only to assist those that are ready to go home to have experience within their own creation, within their own self, but not within me. And so I said, so you acknowledge that there's something beyond you. And Carl said to me, I don't acknowledge anything but me. I am the Lord of this creation. And I will always be the Lord of this creation. And I said to Carl, I said, so how long is always? And he said, always is a long time, longer than you can perceive. And I said, well, begin to tell me what is always. Everybody talks about always. And they lived happily ever after for always. What is always? And so Carl began to enter into a dialogue with me about always. That he is the Lord of this creation always. And he went on and on about the expansiveness of time and how he has ruled for eons and eons of times through many different levels of creation, even into this level of creation, and throughout many different expressions of dissolution and recreation once again. And he has lived as the authority and the power over all of those, always. And I said, and so when did this always begin? And Carl turned to me and he said, I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me to acknowledge something having a beginning and an end, and that there's something beyond this beginning and an end that is more powerful and is ever-present. I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to give that to you. I said to you, you do not bring experience into me. You do not prove anything to me or any parts of me. You go and handle only those souls only those souls that God has given to you to work with and bring them experience. And I will give you this, that if they do their part to wake up inside to the knowing of themselves as divine, that those parts of me that dwell within them will come into alignment and the soul will have dominion over those qualities within themselves, but not in this creation. They are not to look and think that they can go out and change this creation. They cannot go out and demonstrate the authority that they have inside into this world and try to manifest change in my creation, because I will not permit it. I will not allow it. And I said, and so who gives you that authority? And he goes, okay, I'll give you one. I will give you one. You know who gives me that authority. I will not speak of that. For if I do, I give my authority of this creation away. Do not tempt me. 
because tempting me brings my wrath upon you. And I said, so you're going to eat me? And he said, that's the greatest wrath I have, is to create the fear of death in those souls that are here in my creation. If I can create the fear of death in them, then I have them. For fear is the authority by which I rule. And the greatest fear is the fear of death. And that is how I rule over all these souls. And so I said, so how I then can come into this creation and serve the souls that I am to serve is to help them understand that there's nothing to fear, not even death, and to give them the experience of life beyond this physical form, to give them the experience of life the eternal as soul, and to give them the experience of rising above your creation into all that is true and having them ride upon that current of loving into the truth that their fear dissolves. And he said to me, that's the experience I don't want you to bring into my creation other than to those that are ready to go home. Do not go out and tempt me, nor me in this world of creation. Do not tempt me to come at you or after you. Touch those that are touched by God. Share with those that God points to for you to share to and with. And assist them in going inside and having that experience, for that is what you are here to do. And I will grant you that authority. I will grant you permission to do that. And that's what you're here to do. But I will not grant you to go out into the world and to tell the world your story. I will not grant that because you will create great disturbance within my own creation and all these parts of my beingness that I have set up in authority over my creation. And if you create disturbance within my creation, I will not allow these souls that you are here for to leave. And I said, you can do that? You have that authority to stop them from going? Is that what you're saying? And he looked at me and he said, get out of here. Get out of here. You have all the answers. You don't need to talk to me. Just leave us alone. Leave my creation alone. Touch only those souls that God has pointed to you to touch. And get out of here and leave me alone. And so I started walking away. And Call turned to this energy of the creative mind, that this universal mind that had put its hands on its hips and said to me something that caused all this disturbance to come forward. Call turned to that mind and said to it, never, ever, ever speak to him again. Never look upon his face. Never acknowledge him for anything. For he is a nothingness in my creation. He is here only because I have given him authority, but you are not to bother him. Do not look upon him. Do not listen to a word he has to share. 
for he will destroy you. And if he destroys you, he destroys me. Do not look upon him and do not listen to his words. He is the great deceiver and he will deceive you into not knowing me as the true creator of all things. And as I walked away, I could feel this greater freedom, not just for myself, but for all those that are to be initiated upon this pathway with us. And I realized something very profound, that truly if we will do our meditation, if we will take that name of God that is given to us at initiation and hold it in the focus of loving with God, and speak the power of the name of God in us and through us on all levels of creation, we will begin to hear that freedom of God's loving ringing through us on all levels. And we will find ourselves gaining freedom on all levels of this creation, this physical universal creation. And we will stand free. And just as Call turned to the creative universal mind and said, do not look upon him and do not listen to him, for he is a great deceiver. You as soul, liberated, you as soul, awake and knowing God dwelling within you, will hear that same voice of Call saying, get out, get out of here. I do not want you in my creation anymore. And you'll just happily along that path of loving through all of his creation and out of here leaving these physical creations leaving this physical body and saying okay if that's what you want I'll leave if I'm not welcome I don't need to stay here and you'll go willingly and you'll go lovingly and you'll go joyfully and you'll go freely and it's an amazing thing when Call says to get out of here to a soul. And you will hear it one of these days. You will hear it. An amazing thing happens. In that very moment, all the hooks that are the karmas of all your past lives that have been entangled around you, holding you, binding you to this physical creation, are all of a sudden shattered. And you're free in that moment. The debt is paid in that moment. The moment call says, get out of here. He is saying, I'm going to wipe your slate clean. You will not ever have existed in my creation. No one will ever hear of you or know of you or think of you or believe in you. You do not exist here. If you hear him say those words to you, don't hesitate. Don't worry about anything. Just get out. Now, getting out doesn't mean that you leave the physical body permanently and your physical body is now dead and you, as soul, go on necessarily. It may be that. It may just be that. And if that is the case, hey, allow it to be. If you, as soul, as you, as a child of God, are free now to return home to God from which you came and reunite in the greater union of self. Why not? But if you hear a call in your meditation, in a dream, 
just walking down the street, driving down the road, all of a sudden you hear loudly the voice of call screaming at you, get out, get out of here, leave my creation. Thank call. Say, thank you, Lord, of this creation. I love you so much, and thank you for this liberation. For you have just now freed me of my debt, of my karmas here. And if I stay here, I will do it in loving. I will love your creation. I will honor your space. I will not touch it or harm it in any way. I will complete what I have come to complete here. And when, I'm when it's time for me to truly leave, I will leave not creating disturbance, willingly being able to leave, not concerned whether people remember me or not. And I give thanks to you for at this moment you have liberated me at this level. You have freed me of my debt. Believe me, I'll tell you one thing. Call will go, what? What? What do you mean I freed you of your debt? And I've seen this happen so many times. He just doesn't get it, thank God. <laughs> he goes into a whole reactive pattern of trying to reclaim. Wait, 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 I didn't mean that. And all you have to do is go, what is spoken is done. As it is spoken, so it is done. And I thank you for that. That's your authority over this creation. If you know this, if I speak it to you now, when the day comes, there will be a part of you that will remember this and know it, and you will do it. You will just do it automatically because your soul will go, oh, remember Jim said? And that part of you that is the divine in you, that is hearing this today, that knows this to be true, will now have the authority in a way it didn't have before to step up and to do that and to live that. And you will stand there going, oh my God, it's true. Look at this, it's happening. So as I was walking away, five different individuals came up to me and said, so, how was your encounter with the Lord of this creation? And I said, oh, it was a lot of fun actually. And they said, so, you understand him? You fear him not, you love him, you honor him, you acknowledge him as a true creator at this level. And I said, well, of course, why wouldn't I? It's true. And I do love him and I do honor him. He is an aspect of God. And then they each took off their cloaks and revealed their true nature, which is God. Another expression of God. And these are the lords of the realms and the names of the lords of the realms that we share with you at initiation. And they revealed themselves to me in a way that I've never seen them revealed before. And they stood together side by side and became one. And as they became one, this great burst of light took place and then they were standing all vertically in a row one on top of another. And they said, we are the five that are the one. We are the power of the name. We are the pathway by which the soul can come home. We stand in the authority of the loving of God. We stand in the authority of the power of the name. 
We stand ever waiting, present, patient, loving all those that are drawn to us. One at a time we will take them up this pathway, up, returning them back from which they came. We are here for you. We are here for them. Bring them to us and we will do the rest. Bring them to us and we will show them the way. Bring them to us that they might know they are divine, they are loving, that they might now be that which they are and let go of that which they are not. So that was my meditation. That is a very powerful statement, a very powerful truth, that if we begin to listen to and begin to honor every day, then you will know God. Then you will be in God's loving and grace. And what I came here to do, and what Brian came here to do, will be fulfilled. We're not here for humanity. We're not here for millions or thousands. We are here for those that God has brought to us and that we are here to assist. We are not worried or concerned about numbers. We are here to be present, to be in that same presence that the lords of the creation of spirit stands true in, in alignment, in oneness, to serve the soul to go home. We stand in that line of authority of the power of the name that is given in initiation. We are here to inspire. We are here to answer questions. We are here to dispel doubt. And the only way any of that can be done is that you sit down and you go inside and you meditate and you allow yourself the freedom to have direct experience for yourself so that you know, you know, not what we tell you is true, but you know what is true. You know that you are soul. You know that you are divine. You know that you are a child of God. You know, and that that will create inside of you that greater knowing, the desire to live it, to live what you know, to let go of all those things that are not true, and to live the true that is you. And we're here to answer questions, to inspire you, to share with you however we can, And it's funny because sometimes it's so easy to sit here and share with you, to just share. And other times it's a challenge because we come up against this great wall that I came up against today, which is the mind. The mind of the individuals that are in doubt, that are in fear, that are in question, that need experience, and the mind of this creation. The mind is ever trying its best to understand. But the mind is also trying its best to maintain rulership over consciousness, to be the ruler. All you have to do in your daily life with your eyes open, walking through the world, 
or in your meditation, when the mind begins to kick up and stir inside of you and begin to stir up all these doubts, all these fears, all these concerns, all these questions, all you have to do is look at it and go, you know what, I just love you so much. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing with me and for me. And just keep going. And in the next step, or in the next moment of your meditation, the mind will kick up again and start playing this little game. And you go, I just love you so much. Thank you once again for being present and, and being demonstrating to me who you are and how you function. And you know what? I just ask you to join with me now. Join with me in this walk of experience. Come on. Go and have an experience with me. Allow us to look up beyond that which you know into the greater knowing and to have the experience of the truth of all things. And if you will allow that, I know you can have experience. And that's what this pathway is about. It's ever confronting everything, everything, everything in loving meeting everything with loving, journeying everywhere we go in our experience in loving, and inviting everything that tries to stop you on this pathway home to God, just inviting it to join with you, inviting it into the loving, placing your loving into it. And believe me, one of two things will happen. You will either see a greater cooperation come you will see a greater alignment of cooperation and that flow of loving from your mind, from your emotions, from the imagination, from your physical body. Or you're going to see those aspects that are trying to tempt you and tease you and trap you just flee. Flee. Because they are not a part of loving at all. They are truly a part of the darkness and the shadows of this creation. And they can't stand in the light of loving. And they just run away. Let them run. Let them run. Let them go. You do not need those. You do not want those around. So if they want to run, let them run. And if they come back at you again a little later, just turn back and say, hey, welcome. You know, come on, join me. Test the waters of loving. See what the light of God really feels like. And they will run. <laughs> because shadows do not like the light. Darkness does not want to lose any parts of itself to the element of light. Hatred, fear, separation does not ever want to move into or have loving move into it. Because immediately things change when the light of the loving comes into the darkness, into the shadows of self or of this creation. We are not here to change this creation. We are not here to take the light into this creation. We are not here to dispel the shadows and darkness of this world and of this creation. We are here to change the inner creation. We are here to bring that light of loving, that inner light of the soul, into our own darkness, into our own fear, into our own separation, into our own doubt, and let the light begin to dispel the darkness. All we have to do 
is to wake up into the divine loving, that divine light, that divine sound that resides at the seat of the soul and allow the soul a greater opportunity to sing its song of loving to God and to join into that song of loving that is being sung throughout all of creation, throughout all of creation, at all times. Allow the soul to join into that song. And believe me, all that is inside of us that has darkness and shadow, fear and doubt and question, separation and whatever, will just be dispelled. It's gradual. Little by little it happens. Every time we sit down and we meditate and we begin to hold our focus upon the seat of the soul and that light of God that dwells within us begins to grow brighter and brighter within and begins to move throughout all of our creations, all of our beingness, and begins to radiate and slide down into all things here, we do begin to see transformation and change take place. It's a gradual process. There's many layers, many levels of self that we hold dear and we hold on to and we try to maintain desperately, even at the same time that we want no part of it. There's another part of us that ever is trying to maintain what we have. Don't want to lose myself. Don't want to lose my identity. Got to maintain this personality. Got to maintain my creation and my world. Well, maybe you don't. And maybe you don't really want to. But the world has told you that's what you're to do. There are those in the world today that have been initiated and have been living in that energy of the name of God, the power of the name, and living in the light of their own soul. And do know that as they step free of the personality, they live a greater life, they live a greater freedom, they live a greater joy. Because there's nothing to maintain. There's nothing to hold together. There is just the moment of loving. And you live it to the fullest and you move to the next moment. And you see all those parts of self, all that stuff that you've been trying to keep together fall away. Kind of like the cookie crumbs off of a cookie. There are some people that will stop and bend down and pick up all the crumbs of the cookie because they don't want to miss a bite. They've got to get it all. I would say, take the cookie and just crumble it and drop the crumbs to the ground and let them go. That's what this physical bondage is. This bondage to our own karmas, our own creations, our own beliefs, our own wants and needs are like a cookie. We take a bite of it and we go, ooh, that's so good, I can't, I've got to eat it all. And we just keep eating and eating, and the cookie is so big, it just more to eat, more to eat, more to maintain, more to get. And that's how we stay caught up in our physical nature and this physical creation, is we think there's another bite to have. We think that the next bite's going to even be sweeter and better and tastier. 
and we look over and somebody else has got a bigger cookie and it's got frosting on it. Well, how come theirs has got frosting on it? Mine's just a plain old cookie. Well, look, they've got chocolate chips and theirs. Well, I've just got a sugar cookie. Well, you know, I want, I want the chocolate chips and I want the frosting too. That's how we get caught up in this world and maintain ourselves here. We get caught up in wanting everything. And we're always looking out and saying, well, but they've got that, I want that. Well, they've got that, I want that. 